Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you're interested in seeing how the journaling that we mentioned in the podcast works, check out our website at familybiblejourney.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. When you see the logo, you found our page and you will see lots of posts that we update regularly from the podcast Journal Bible. Thanks for listening. This is episode 24, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 31. The title of today's podcast is Fleeing in Faith. Our key verses are verses 2 and 3 of chapter 31, where Jacob saw that Laban did not regard him with favor as before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. In our text, Jacob had enough of Laban. He's called a conference with his wives. They are supportive of his move. And so he decides that it is time to go. In verse 3, God himself speaks to Jacob, affirming his suspicions, saying to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. With the blessing of God and the blessing of his wives, Jacob takes off. He loads up everything that he has. He collects his flocks. He collects his family. He already is some distance away from Laban. It was normal uh, during this time for families to live not right necessarily in the same town or in the same village, especially these shepherding clans. The flocks were large. They took large tracts of land in order to be able to support these thousands of animals that were competing for the grass and the water and the the shade uh, that was sparse in that land. So we're told that Jacob goes beginning in verse 17, that he arose and he drove his livestock, that he departed with his sons and his wives, and they were undoubtedly a slow-moving group. There are a lot of children here present. There are a lot of young lambs, a lot of young goats, a lot of young animals. And so they left, but they left at a tremendous disadvantage because it would take them much longer to travel the many hundreds of miles that it would take in order to traverse the land and go back to Jacob's ancestral homeland. Laban notices on the third day that Jacob had fled and he takes all of his kinsmen and they go and they pursue Jacob and we're told that on the seventh day they overtook him. God intervenes here again for Jacob because we don't know what Laban has intended for Jacob but whatever it is is not good. He feels like he's been tricked. He feels like Jacob has been shrewd if not unscrupulous with him and so he is going to go back and take back what he thinks this is that may include his daughters and his grandchildren Uh, it may include taking jacob's life in anger over this betrayal but whatever it is that laban has in mind we are told that god appears to laban and that god tells him not to lay a hand on jacob not to say anything to jacob either good or bad And so it is in this spirit then that Laban overtakes Jacob and he confronts Jacob. Why did you leave secretly? Why did you take away under cover of darkness? We could have sent you away with a party. We could have celebrated your family. You didn't even allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Goodbye. Jacob confesses that he was afraid of Laban and that was why he left. He was afraid that Laban would take his daughters back by force. Laban, of course, having many family, many relations in the area, Jacob being an alien and a foreigner, he didn't have the rights, he didn't have the standing, he didn't have the friends that Laban had, and so he was quite vulnerable back there in Haran. But Laban has a bone to pick with Jacob that Jacob doesn't even realize, because we're told earlier in the text 
that Rachel had taken the household gods of her father and brought them with her when they left Laban. Why Rachel takes the gods, we don't know. You know, some may speculate that she's trying to cover all of her bases from a religious standpoint. You know, better to take the family gods and take the household gods with you. You know, just in case the God of Jacob fails, you can always fall back on the gods that you're used to and that you know. But whatever the reason, she has taken these idols and Laban goes on a search for these idols. And, and we hear how it is that Rachel is able to keep those gods hidden. And it is because she claims uh, that it is her time of month and that she is bleeding and, and she actually has the idols in the saddlebag underneath her that she's sitting on and she asks her father, please don't make me move, it's my time of the month. The father, uh, not wanting to go there uh, with his daughter, ascends and does not find the household gods he is searching for. I find it very fitting that in verse 35, what we see happening is that the deceiver's wife deceived her deceitful father. These things apparently are, are old family tricks. We're all just lying to each other to get along. And that is exactly what Rachel does to her father. She lies to his face and keeps those household gods. Jacob has one last chance to tell his father-in-law what he really thinks of him, uh, beginning in verse 36. He complains that he's never been treated fairly, that his wages have been changed before him, that he has been mistreated for 20 years as he has served his father-in-law faithfully. And there is some truth in that. Undoubtedly, uh, Laban's flocks had prospered under Jacob's care. But is it as bad as he makes it seem? I don't know. It's hard to say, considering that everything that he has literally was at one point in time his father-in-law's. But after everyone has aired their grief and they have shared their differences, it is time for them to part ways. And so there is one last celebration, one last family reunion where they make a covenant, they make promises that they are not going to do wrong by each other, they're not going to harm each other. They set up a pillar as a monument, as something to remind them of the oath that they swear to one another, that neither is going to come too near the other, neither is going to harm the other. And so Laban and Jacob depart in peace. Early the next morning, we are told that Laban rises, gets up, kisses his daughters, his grandchildren goodbye, and he leaves. And so Jacob now turns his attention back towards home, turns his attention back to the land of Palestine, where he knows his brother Esau is waiting for him, has been waiting for him for 20 years. And he goes forward in faith, remembering God's faithfulness to him, even when his father-in-law was unscrupulous with him and looking forward to seeing how it is that God prospers the rest of his journey home. If you appreciate this podcast as a part of your daily routine and would like to become a monthly sponsor so that others are blessed as you are by the podcast, go to familybiblejourney.com to learn more. Sponsorships are tax deductible and cover our operating expenses like hosting and the services that make this podcast work. Our blessing for today. When others do you wrong, may you prove faithful and look for the ways God blesses you despite the best efforts of others to the contrary. Amen.